0: Design Guy, episode 27. Design Guy here, welcome to the show. This is the program that explores timeless principles of design and explains them simply. Now, these days we've taken up the principle of balance and having established the concept of optical weight and the way our page becomes a kind of balancing beam as we add visual elements to it, we turned our attention to the idea of formal or symmetrical balance. And we described this as a mirror image type of arrangement, where elements are symmetrically balanced on a page with respect to its central axis. And we also pointed out the implications of formal balance, the effects achieved by symmetry. And this is a feeling of equilibrium and a sense of stasis and stability. And if I'm recapping too many concepts too quickly, just take some time out to listen to the prior programs where I explain each idea in turn. But moving on from there, the next concept we need to identify is asymmetrical balance, also called informal balance. And the typical example of this kind of balance is when one large element is counterbalanced by several smaller objects. Or if you'll recall the role of value that we described, we may have a situation where a smaller dark object is counterbalanced by a larger but light-colored object. And at first glance, we might think these kinds of compositions are imbalanced because they don't have the obvious symmetry that makes the situation feel all the more stable. But on closer examination, we realize that the teeter totter of our page is balanced after all. And though the objects distributed on either side of the central axis may be very different from each other, the optical weight of each side appears to be about even. Now, an even more clever example of asymmetrical balance is when a large object on one side of the page is balanced by a smaller object placed at the very far end of the opposite side, mimicking the physics of leverage. But as we explained last time, the visual designer is mostly concerned with the effects or the implications of the type of balance being employed. And where we said last time that formal balance imparts a conservative and a stable feeling to a composition, informal balance, on the other hand, with its lack of symmetry, achieves quite the opposite. In fact, the effect is what I'd call a dynamic sense of order. That's because there are differences in the page. While it feels resolved in terms of balance, it isn't equalized the way water seeks its own level. And in that sense, it's unresolved, but in a good way. It's got a dynamism. And so informal balance implies movement. So look around. Pay attention to compositions in ads and books and magazines, and you'll see what I mean. Those ads for absolute vodka with their perfectly centered single bottle and the perfectly centered caption are always symmetrical and formally balanced. And that stable feeling we infer from those layouts is a good thing because that bottle has never once appeared to be in danger of tipping over and spilling its contents in all the years that we've been seeing it. But then scatter around some more, and you'll typically see many more examples of informal balance. And while the pages feel stable enough, you'll notice the dynamism I'm talking about. They almost seem to move. They're dynamic. And you'll notice that these layouts generally tend to be less staid and formal and conservative feeling. Now, as a final note on this formal versus informal balance thing, I just want to be clear that my intent is not to pit one against the other, as if one is superior to the other. The decision to choose one over the other is often an intuitive one, but... Where we're very aware of our thought process, the decision should be based on suitability. It's about what kind of feeling we want to convey in the composition itself. And it's interesting to note that Jan Chickold, one of the titans of typographic design, was the author of a landmark book titled The New Typography back in the 20s. And this was a modernist manifesto that, among other things, argued for the superiority of informal balance. And like many of the schools of thought that emerged throughout design history, this was like a declaration. These movements would come along like a revolution, and the message was, forget everything you know, throw it all away, it's wrong. This is how it should be done. And the irony is that Mr. Chickold later recanted the rigidity of his own writings and made friends with traditional things like Roman typefaces and formal balance. Today, we seem to be largely over that kind of polarization. We've learned from the schools of thoughts, and we tend to regard them as just different modes of expression to choose from. So as far as balance is concerned, exercise your formal and informal sensibilities as suits the particular needs of your project that'll do for today. I want to thank you for listening in and I'll remind you that the transcript of today's program is available at the webpage, which is designguyshow.blogspot.com. Music is by kcentricity.com. But thanks again for joining us and I hope to have you back next time.